0: They go when life brings you tumbling back to the now. One by one, they drift away to the cosmic imagisphere, from the atomic to the galactic. They dance and they whirl, unfettered by
1: worry and concern. The heavenly ballet of the wonder plane. And sometimes,
0: this dance creates something astonishing. Out pops a transcendental dream-verse, a remarkable place where the real meets the
1: fantastic. And this vast expanse of imagination
0: has a name. They call it Little Big Planet.
1: welcome to Volume 3, Issue 104 of the Kane and Rinse Podcast. You can play along with Kane and Rinse Volume 3. The next five issues, which is about a month's worth, include Batman, Arkham City, Killzone 2 and Killzone 3 in one podcast, all of their own. Proteus, that won't take you long to play through, might take you longer to explore. Uh, Mark of the Ninja. And concluding the next run will be Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. Good. Good luck completing that one. And Super Mario Brothers 3 coming soon to the Wii U and 3DS virtual consoles, hopefully in time. That would be awesome. You can find the full schedule, which goes all the way up into the middle of next year. Another more than half a volume's worth. Uh, You can find that at canarince.com, where you can also find links to the blog, the forum, the merchandise store, Facebook page, Twitter feed, and our YouTube channel. In the meantime, as ever, please subscribe to us on iTunes and review us and rate us if you would as well. Now back to Little Big Planet and the SAC people joining me Leon Cox in this pod are Tony Atkins. Hello. Jay Taylor. Uh I'm no anti-social civil. <laughs> <and> Joshua <laughs> Garrity. Hello there. Says you, Jay, by the way. Hmm. You're a negative Nancy or whatever. I sweary Mary sweary Mary little big planet uh frighteningly enough uh it's been five years um which is half a decade uh that seems a long time to me we're talking about a uh what i suppose you could call a current generation game as we are here now recording in the run-up to the release of the new machines um and this is obviously of one of the last console generation machines um as a media Molecule made it, um, a studio set up by former Lionhead employees, Mark Healy, Alex Evans, David Smith, and Karim Atouni. Is that the correct pronunciation? <laughs> Atouni, Atouni. Apologies if I got that wrong. So, a uh, previous game from some of the same people, um, predominantly by artist Mark Healy, uh, while he was still at Lionhead, uh, was Ragdoll Kung Fu. Um, which I, again, I can't believe how long this has been around. This came out in 2005 uh, and it was a strange sort of physics-focused comedy fighting game somewhere between uh, Smash Brothers and Pain, although Pain hadn't come out at this point either. Um, Did anyone play Ragdoll Kung Fu? I think it was available on Steam from quite early on and various other outlets. That would be (laughs) a no. No use at all then, really. But um, there was a, a PSN... Downloadable uh, sort of version, maybe a refinement that came out some years later after Little Big Planet, uh, Fists of Plastic, uh, which was handled by Tarsia Studios, who later would handle um, the Vita version of Little Big Planet, or co-handle. So there's a, a sort of circular connection there. But uh, obviously we can't talk about Ragdoll Kung Fu. Um, I, I, Jay asked me the other night when we were playing Little Big Planet. 2, whether I'd played it, and I my immediate thought was that I had, but then I'm then I, I'm i now really doubting that I've ever actually. Yeah, I
2: it. I think I I think I explored once I'd played through Little Big Planet because it was interesting, but
1: you know, not enough to
2: remember to talk about. I think it remember thinking, oh, it's quite cute. Um, you know, just just from the, the progression of how they got to Little Big Planet from this, but you could see the yeah. potential there, but not mm. enough to, I didn't play it enough to you know sink my teeth into it for hours. Mm. It was just a more of a curiosity glance. So probably did probably just about the same thing, no doubt.
1: Which brings us to uh, their first full game, Little Big Planet. Now, 2008, uh, I I don't remember exactly why uh, I was excited for this, but I remember that I was. And uh, the main thing I remember from the time, other than thinking this looks really cute, because uh, I really, really like the look of the character, the sack boy, now sack person character, rightly so, because you can dress sack person as whatever you like. In any gender. Um, and then there was the delay. So I was pretty much intent on buying the game on the day of release, which was due to be October at some point, mid-October, late October, I forget. Um, but mm-hmm. the game ended up being delayed. Now, it's, a, it's an odd one, um, because... Uh, there weren't actually any complaints made, but somebody pointed out to them that uh, the song featured on the game, one of many licensed songs featured on the game, uh, this was uh, Tafan Yang by uh, Tumani Diabate. Um, featured lyrics that were directly uh, quoting the quran which uh, which for some can be is is something you do not do um, the artist himself apparently was muslim so he, obviously he didn't have a problem with it himself but there were concerns that uh it, you know they didn't want to um, raise any unnecessary controversy especially not surrounding you know such a harmless cute game so i had been all ready to buy it on on the Friday, whatever date it was originally scheduled to be, and then I think the news only came through a few days before. I don't know if anyone remembers, but there was going to be a delay. Um, in the end, it didn't it didn't cause the game to miss Christmas or anything like that. It was it was a few weeks later. I'm sure behind the scenes it, there was a lot more kerfuffle than we saw, but um, it ended up coming out on uh, a Wednesday. I think it was fifth uh, of November, so almost exactly uh, five years ago at the time of recording, just over. Um, I remember going to Woolworths, remember that, that's how long ago this story was, <laughs> and picking up a copy um, on, on a Wednesday morning. Um, Tony, what about you? Did you buy this day one, as as it turned out to be, in November?
2: I'm glad you reminded me of that story, because I had completely forgotten about the delay until mm. you started talking, and, was, and of course, and actually earlier I checked when my first trophy was unlocked, and it uh, ah. said like 5th you know, or 6th of November, November yeah. I was like, "Huh, ah, I thought the game came out in October." That's weird. Maybe I brought it a couple of weeks late. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, yeah, I I brought it day one. Um and the reasons are that it looked, you know, incredibly ambitious, incredibly cute. Mm. Um, you know, word of mouth was extremely high and, you know, once again, you know, we've covered many games which Sony seemed to be fully behind and this was another one of their, their marquee releases. So, uh, you know, as a PlayStation 3 owner and, you know, Fairly early on in the PlayStation's life cycle, there aren't we? Two thousand and eight. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, you, know, you, you tend to pick up any any of the bigger games. So, I, I remember being quite excited for it, and yeah, clearly day one for me.
1: Yeah, and of course the reviews had already been out and about for quite a while mm. because of the delay, and they were you know, they were absolutely almost across the board, very very you know high scores. This game was so getting. So was it and- a worldwide launch as well? that uh, no, it's. It, I mean, the delay was was worldwide, but um, it ended up coming out um, different days in different places. I think it was late October in America and early November here. Okay. So yeah, they got it slightly ahead. Um. Yeah, and uh, thinking about it, I'd only had my PS3 like maybe five months at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Th- I hadn't really bought too many of the sort of. You know, there there hadn't been in during that time too many sort of. Yeah, very high-profile and hugely well-received games, other than Metal Gear Solid Four, which I bought with it, and I hadn't got around to playing until last year. But, nevertheless, uh, Jay, so you should explain sort of a little bit about you have a, a, a sort of relationship with the people there because of your wife's career, sort of in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, this is this is it. it...
3: And I, I want to be very careful so that it just doesn't come off as showy offy, but it's really hard not to. You <laughs> Do know, know what I mean? It's like, no, it's just um, cool. It's cool. It's, people it will be it's, interested. But it, it's also, and, and in a way, in a lot of ways, it's 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 undeniably flavored my whole sort of thoughts towards yeah of the studio and the game itself. But um, I was struggling to think on how I could go into it in a concise manner because it's quite a, a, a protracted story. So what I figured. Kai, my wife, wrote a post on on the forum, so it's probably just easier if I read perhaps the first section of this out and it kind of explains sure. why we have a um, a particular sort of personal uh, affinity for this title. Mm, yeah. Right, so she, she wrote, Little Big Planet is a special game for me because uh, it used the song, Get It Together, from the gold team, the band I'm in, almost like its theme tune, which I feel honoured about. Because of the above, Jay and I had the luck to, to meet some people from SCE a Medium Molecule just before its release, which was an absolutely magical experience for us. Yes, I'm showing off, but who wouldn't? And this is the first game that actually got me into playing by myself, not just watching Jay play. And I spent some late nights playing, even if even after he'd gone to bed. Wow, how late saying. is that? <laughs> uh, not that late. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a night person. So, but you know, but yeah, it's you know, it's think that should clarify why. I don't know. Does it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it's cool. That's it, super cool
2: to be you know, involved in in any kind it's of game, don't? It it, is. if it's just uh, you know a, a case of you know your,
3: or who had, normally has a song in a game. That's well. That's super. I mean, I first came across this game because of that, and so it, it was probably I'm trying, I was trying to remember earlier whether it was late 2000, very late 2006, or very early 2007, wow. where Kai in a meet she. They'd had one of their regular band meetings and during which, because um, the guys from the record label knew I was a big gamer and stuff because that's all I ever talked about with anybody anywhere anyway, (laughs) um, they said, oh, they were talking to Sony about using some of the music for a video game for the PlayStation 3. Now, at this point, the PlayStation 3 hadn't even been released. So I was kind of intrigued. Um, I don't even remember if they mentioned the name of the game or any of that stuff. So it was all very vague. And then it was... I think it would have been what, March, March or late February. When when was GDC of 2007? No idea. It was around about that time. And it's like, I I used to work night shift. I'd come in from work and have a cup of tea and make, and and watch videos and just catch up on the news and stuff, walk on the websites and so on. And it was that first GDC appearance. And, it was like I was watching this video, thinking this looks really cool, and then they did the demonstration, and it had the Gold Team music on it, and it was like, mm. wow, that's that's awesome, you know. And then it just went from there, and and then we, you know, we got to meet people, and and you know,
1: we've remained yeah. friends with some of them as well. It's just, full disc- yeah. disclosure: you've been, you've had free copies of most of the games in the series, haven't you? From this connection, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is fi- which yeah. is fine it's fine it's yeah. okay to say i get free games sometimes it's uh, it's all right which you know we should just yeah, be, yeah. we should be honest about it um but yes um so uh josh you'd have been a young whippersnapper all these years ago in 2008 well when, well. <laughs> when
4: little big planet came out 18 so i just become an adult at that point um oh. Yeah, um it's really hard to follow Jay's um intro because that was so interesting and mine is just yeah, like Gear Solid game. 4 and Little Big Planet 2 came out that year. That was the year I bought a PS3. So, uh Little Big Planet was kind of instrumental in me uh signing mm. up on uh, Sony's console and um Yeah. Yeah, um I really, really enjoyed Metal Gear Solid Four. I I wasn't on that podcast, so I'm just getting that out there now. I really <laughs> like that game, um, and I was really excited for um, Little Big Planet to come out, um, just because it seemed to have a lot of things that I really, you know, care about. Like that, the aesthetic looked really interesting, and. The idea of creating all these levels and um, sharing them with loads of people just, you know, it really gelled with me.
1: So I'm interested to hear from the rest of you going into this game. I certainly was not naive to the fact that this was a much as much about potentially creating levels and 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 stuff to play and playing other people's levels as it was uh, a platformer i knew that it was very much a package you were buying it wasn't it wasn't like buying rayman legends or something like that not that that was out then but you you get the analogy (laughs) this wasn't just uh this is a big giant gorgeous platform game with hundreds of levels and oh and by the way it's got a a construction kit um this is not a new thing you know we're not going to go into the huge history of it it's something that i've known about since the early days of gaming we had graphic adventure creator and the shoot up construction kit and the racing destruction set and the boulder dash construction kit and and you know this, this was not a new idea there i would, been I would even of say
2: actually that um media molecule leaned quite heavily on the fact that you know many construction kits had been out before i okay. think the twist that they were presenting was but this one you you know as a joe blogs can create something from yeah. scratch so i think now, that, you know they they weren't oblivious to that
1: Absolutely no, no. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that they were. They were trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes, or indeed the Hessian. But that it was uh, something that you know I've, I'd I'd owned since going back to the early mid '80s. I'd owned many games with level designers in, and these are. Th- this is something that only in in virtually every case only a small percentage of the users of a game, unless it's an entirely like the shoot 'em up construction kit, where that is what it is. Um, if it's a game with a level designer in, I, I would say that the vast majority of people never engage with that. Um, obviously the modern thing is that you can share <laughs> levels via online and that was, that was the thing. So I thought, I went, in with this, I went into this with the intention of I will make one good level because I knew it was even, even as accessible as it was going to be and, and whatever, as easy to use and as fun, I knew that it would be time consuming and difficult to make a great level. So I dabbled around with a single player. Uh, probably uh, the drinking game for this podcast might be the word floaty, um, but uh, that was you know one of the feelings about the controls were that they they weren't all that they could be for a for a game. But I was willing to you know make it, make some kind of allowance for the fact that it was this particular character in this particular kind of game. Um, but then I started having a look into actually what it would take to create a level, and for me it was just instantly way too much, way too involved. I could see the potential to a, to an extent, although I expect a lot of people, um, some of the levels I've seen now, surpassed what I thought was the potential. Mm. But it was fairly quickly obvious for me that I was, I was never, you know, with whether it was for time, effort, skill, ability, patience, I was never going to make good levels for this game. So, okay, I can accept that. It's a shame. I'm never going to make a good level. I'm not talented enough, not creative, not artistic enough. But I'll still get a lot out of this game. What but, about the rest of you? But,
2: I mean, I, I feel more like um, certainly Sony and Media Morocco had kind of prefaced this with you will be able to make a level. not like I, I think everyone you know the ability of somebody is, is locked to that isn't it but I, I really feel like they were definitely out there saying that this this here will be as easy as picking up a block dropping it down adding a few more you know twizzles here and, and voila you have a level and you know you'll yeah. be able to share with your people I, I honestly feel like they were going out there and saying this this will be easy and you had you know going into it right at the very start you had Stephen Fry, you know taking you step by step of how to build a level and it's you know, really feels really gentle because you know Stephen Fry, he's a lovely man. Um, but after, for me anyway, after about two hours, I think I'd managed to get half a dozen blocks stacked on top of each other, and they kept falling down. It wasn't quite what I wanted, and if if I say that, I, that's probably where I finished. I only after two hours because mm. I felt like the difficulty curve was almost a, a vertical spike um and even with Stephen Fry being you know entirely charming in my ear it, it was it wasn't enough to make me go back so totally I then agree and mm. then relied heavily on the single player experience and I'm, we all have a debate because this goes across multiple games it's <laughs> yeah, whether the game you know you, you need to be invested in the creation stuff to get the most out of the game or whether mm. you can rely on the single player stuff but for me I would certainly say on the first one the the you know the entry level was, was pretty damn high, even though they had prefaced
1: it with being quite easy. I remember the TV advert that just showed this, you know, sort of had this sort of, oh, I've, I played this game and I knocked this thing together and wow, it was really amazing. <laughs> and it, they just made it look so ridiculously easy to make the most spectacularly amazing looking stuff. And make no mistake, back in 2008, I it think... It probably was, for, yeah, the, maybe. The, these graphics really were beautiful, I thought, back, in, back, at, back at the time... Um, just, uh, I think now, just the probably the fact that they they run at a mere 720p um has, has dulled their impact slightly. But back then, the textures looked almost photorealistic. You know, it was that sort of oh, you could reach in the screen and touch, and the things were fluffy and 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 fire looked hot and things were rough. But the actual reality of trying to piece something together, I, my experience was the same as yours, Tony. Uh, well, Josh, I, did you go into? Sorry, what, go.
2: what I will say is that I I don't know whether that's actually down to me being not creative enough because there's been other well that's it, fantastic yeah. um, level design software that she's a lot easier than Little Bit Planet was ever gonna be, and I still really haven't created much in those yeah. either. So it's I,
1: just not for everyone, is yeah. it? It's, it's just not. It's not that. I thought LBP might be my entry into making something like making an interesting, fun level of a game for people to play but i have to say another thing was i was always concerned that it wouldn't be that much fun because i didn't much enjoy controlling the character but we'll come on to that josh did you go into this just fancying playing uh sony's you know cute new ps3 platformer or did you think i'm gonna make a level i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make super
4: mario world um i did go into it uh thinking i'm gonna make some levels and i did actually make some levels they're all terrible though (laughs) um i mean
1: an appreciation for the designer's art as much as anything i think
4: yeah yeah and um you know, I was 18 and I was living at my parents' house at the time. So I had all the time in the world to go through all the <laughs> tutorials and yeah. um, and uh, mess about with the tools as much as possible. And I didn't manage to make a fair few levels. I managed to make one that was just the beginning of Watchmen. That was before the film came Whoa. out. Um, this is amazing no it's really not <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds amazing if you saw it you any, need a quick look come on <laughs> I, I hope i've deleted all of them um did <laughs> they release the
1: watchman costumes as dlc
4: they did yeah, yeah, yeah. and um oh. yeah Ooh. and um that that was yeah that made the uh the level better but not much better um Do you actually
1: like using text to recreate the the amazing uh, panels you know the i i created
4: the original. the you know the smiley uh yeah, symbol yeah. i made that from scratch um with and when they released the dlc and they had that available to you it i put your- all that <laughs> effort into no my one was really terrible but um <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have much rather that dlc came out uh before i made that level that would have been a lot easier but anyway yeah and i i did play about with it and i shared some levels with friends that were playing it as uh, you know as well at the time and it was fun kind of like having a small group of fe- friends that were making levels and sharing them they were all awful like they were all like, yeah. like, like if i were to go back and play them now as a you know a 23 year old i'd uh, with my critics hat on i'd be like no this what are you doing here it's like this, an 18 is, year
2: old's design this yeah <laughs>
4: it's like an 18 year old design this yeah and um Yeah, but it was fun just to play about with the tools. Yeah, I guess guess
2: that's the the question. Then we need to ask you though: Is it you know where Leon me Leon and me feel like the tools weren't substantial enough for us to maybe baby steps into it? But you found that wasn't the case. I
4: I think my age had a lot to do with it, though. Like, what's he trying to say, Leon? (laughs) No, no, but I mean, like, as an eighteen-year-old, like you're a lot less a lot less aware of your failings as a person yeah, absolutely. No, I think you're uh, absolutely and right. I and think that fun. was really apparent when little big planet 2 came out and i tried to use the level creator for that didn't make any levels because i was not satisfied with anything i that's created yeah. and the reason why i had so much fun with it when i was 18 it was because i was an arrogant fool back then and <laughs> yeah. um and everything I created was a masterpiece. But um, and I actually didn't get around to completing the single player for quite a while because I was quite happy with the uh, the creative tools. Oh, that's great. I'm, I mean, I'm nah. glad we've got somebody on the podcast who who
1: was I was of that mind because I wasn't sure that we did. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna ask Jay because Jay is a creative person, uh, a, a talented artist, though he may deny it. Um, and I did wonder. Um, I mean, I don't suppose, Jay, you've ever had any intention of, you know, being a games designer as such, but did that side of LBP appeal to you? That's the side that did appeal. I mean, the single player, as as Kai alluded to
3: earlier, she, you know, she played most of the single player and I didn't. She basically unlocked all the stuff for me, but it's unlocked the stickers and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was only interested in the create stuff. And and it's funny that Josh says, you know, as you, you approach it older, you see your failings. I remember sitting there for two and a half hours trying to make a tree <laughs> and thinking to myself, well, I can draw a tree, give me a piece of paper and a pencil. I can draw it and it can look like a tree. Why can't I make a tree look like mm. a tree in this game? So it's just, um, uh, you know, like you alluded to earlier, you're not sure whether it was the failings of the game or refle- a reflection of me as a gamer. Mm. Um, and I think over the years I've kind of approached it slightly differently. I look at this more as um and maybe it's not necessarily their intention, but I can't help but the way I see the little big planet is like a piece of, it's, it's like a software. It's a piece of software. As it's, a, a, it's like if I was using Photoshop or something, if I, or even, you know, maybe a musical instrument, picking up a guitar. If you don't spend the time to, to, to understand how this is supposed to work, you're not going to get anything out of it. Mm. And it's, I, didn't sit through all the tutorials and i feel that that you know i've I've, you know and that's my failing not the games the stuff is there and the explanations are there and then it's down to you to you know figure it out and then run with it um so i was you know i I kind of think there was you know as a gamer i had too many other distractions things that were a lot easier to put in the disc tray and just sit down and play without requiring me to sort of go through this stuff at that that's an interesting
2: point. Before we move away from the creation stuff, actually, um, you know, I'd, I'd say it's a few years we are from the original release of LittleBigPlanet, um, and there's been a number of game you know, development tools that have come out and a lot more accessible. Blah 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 blah. But I think you are right, Jay, that there, there it's always going to be a you know a, a slight learning curve um, to this stuff. In fact, I would argue the more they simplify it, quite often the less you can do in these programs. I mean that's not always the case but um you know I, I as I've been messing around with um, Photoshop recently and you know it's just a wealth of stuff in there and you can alter down to the, you know the finest detail um, and I found it quite overwhelming but you know, I'm, I'm slowly getting there but actually what I use a lot is just a, a program which does the real basics but you can't get anywhere near the amount of detail and I I probably I'd imagine little big planet would be the same if if you didn't have all these small aspects of you know manipulating the environment, adding blocks here, there. Um, and it was just a case of we'll put a block there, but you know you can't do these half a dozen other things. It probably wouldn't be as good as creating some of the levels I've seen other people make. But from a, a novice's point of view, it's still a, a boundary that's too too steep for me to, to climb, or I just wasn't willing to put the time in, or
1: I wasn't creative enough. But I think maybe the tools need to be slightly complex. I think uh, a, a reasonable illustration of this is um... One uh, professional games, uh, games industry professional we know, is, uh, Adam Capone, aka Peter Molyu. He uh, is an insanely creative person. Uh, emphasis on the insane at times. <laughs> um, he made some LBP levels, and yeah, he's a professional. He's a he's an artist rather than a, a designer, but he he makes all kinds of stuff. These days, he's making animations and things like that. But his levels weren't very good either. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. Like they were interesting because they were out of his twisted mind. But they weren't that fun to play. Now that's not just, you know, that's that maybe is partly to do with some of the shortcomings of of the character control, which I think we're gonna we're gonna have to touch on um, probably multiple times, and it certainly comes up in in uh, feedback from the community that I sort of already did allude to it. The idea that with Sackboy, boy, sack girl, sack person controlling uh, as he does, there was always the Feeling that no matter how good a level I designed, and yeah, I was certainly, you know, crippled with self doubt about being able to do it and also <laughs> just lacking in patience, uh, the patience required. But I just thought, no matter how good a level I make, is still going to be a, a spongy, unresponsive, uh, irritating, floaty avatar. Now, there's part of me which thinks, because th- this is going to be the stick with which we beat Little Big Planet, people do all around the internet. And I think, you know, I, I think it's that disparity between the the extraordinary review scores that the game got and the feeling of actually playing the game especially the the single player the included platforming levels in the first game which they're cute and and, and inventive and and full of humor and and charm but really quite frustrating at times i think for for a lot of people especially for people who have played you know uh p- platformers with more refined controls but maybe those of us who did find it a problem controlling Sackboy and the fact that, you know, you're never sure on which of the three 3d planes he's on. on. Um, Sometimes it feels like no matter how much you're hammering the jump button, he's just jumping about three millimeters in the air and all this stuff. And the famous, you know, the floatiness was actually my least probably of, of his control issues is probably my least crucial one. It's the one that you can get around. Um, maybe just accept that this is a game just for playing about with rather than playing in the sense that, you know, you're not going to go on a, like a, a a perfect time attack score run like you might in a Mario game or super meat boy. And we're going to merit, we are going to mention games like Mario and super meat boy because of the, the extraordinary control in those games.
2: That's, I mean, I mean, this is a really interesting conversation. It's a conversation I've had certainly with Jay, you know, outside of this podcast. And it's one that I can't, truly get my head around hmm. and for me because of the you know maybe my own failings of designing stuff i relied entirely on the single player game of little big planet yeah um, and there's so much to love about little big planet you know that i'm not going to beat it for a stick because you know i just generally really do like uh, the series uh, and you know mainly for its charm and and the way it looks but you no know, those controls so are much. in there and and i think I think it's it's just it comes about because the game has this creator mode, and I you know it's it's quite complex of probably how they've managed to do that and create the levels and get it out there and for everybody to play. But I think the downside of that is it it had a negative effect on essentially how the game played across both single player and across probably design. I it, it just it doesn't feel as tight. And, and you you've alluded to you know I'd say standard platforming games, and I think you know when you look at between those two you have a standard platform game you know they can they can tell how every single jump is going to be millimeter perfect um, because it's designed that way and when they have to be really loose about blocks being you know half a millimeter wrong here there, just because that's how the level environment has been glued together um i think that's just what leads into the controls and to me it it, it affects both sides of the games but i i kind of understand how that happened and why that happened uh, and and willing to give it enough slack that I enjoyed the single player game to a point that it, there was other issues why I the single player game frustrated me beyond belief and it didn't always come down to the jumping stuff
1: I hear what you're saying I know where you're coming from but I still don't buy it that because the game has a has a creator because of that it's built around this play create share thing that it couldn't have had better controls yeah just don't buy it there are there are other games out there now maybe they don't have ambitious level designers in the same way but there are games i'm even thinking of um cloudbury kingdom uh is is that what it's called recent game with sort of um procedurally generated levels um that is not certainly not my favorite platform game ever it doesn't have controls that are as good as you know the the genre leaders for me but it's a game with uh potentially infinite procedurally generated levels and yet the controls are absolutely fine the jump the jump has the correct arc you know or or, mm, there's no correct arc the jump has a (laughs) has a logical arc that feels okay and the jumping isn't quite as perfectly crisp as Super Meat Boy or whatever, but it's 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 more it's 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 more than adequate to get through these insanely difficult levels. They f- f- to me and this to me and it always will be the case. Media Molecules' error with Little Big Planet was not making Boy beautiful to control and then building everything else around that. Because I think without I think for me like I was kind of. I have played through both games now. It took me until 2011 to play through the single player of the first game, um, but it was—it's always a disconnection for me. So even when, like a few times, a couple of times, I think Jay and I and a few others played the single player of the first game online. It's always a laugh. It's always a laugh when you're mucking around and slacking, slapping, slapping, slapping <laughs> each other. Um, but there's apart from those rare times, and we did it again the other day, us four. We had a good laugh playing it for an hour or two. But there's never that feeling like there's a feeling that you want to interact with a game when you're not interacting with it that you get from games like Mario and Meat Boy and even Rayman to a lesser extent. That sort of, oh, I really fancy just playing that because it feels so mm. good. You never get that. Well, I never got that with Little Big Planet, And I think that should have been the starting point, not compromising that to make everything else work.
4: Another example of a game that I feel actually nails controls and also has a really great level creator is uh, Joe Danger, which I know that's, is a, uh, a motorcycle. That's a great example. Um, which I know is a motorcycle game, but it actually does have a lot in common with uh, many platformers, and I think I, I, I it didn't get a lot of press uh, for its uh, level creator, but that level creator is. It maybe doesn't give you the freedom of level uh, little big planet, but you can make a lot of interesting platforming racing scenarios with that level creator. And Joe Danger good. feels fantastic con- to control all the way through. Yeah. I think you could put Trials in that camp as
1: well. That's got a creator, and again, obviously the limitation of being on the the circuit on the track. But actually, if you look at the things that people have done with uh, Trials Evolution. There are levels in there where you're controlling a snow speeder attacking attack walkers, and um, there's a portal level. You're on like... a single plane in both those games, aren't you? I th- yeah, I think that makes a difference, but I don't think And you I pretty much I... like pull button, move forward, like they can
2: more. I know the jumps are, are all, yeah, there's bunny hops and stuff that you can do in them. And, uh, Joe Danger, though, you know, there's a lot more kind of creativity than uh, maybe uh, trials, but I, d- I just feel like the platforming stuff, I mean, platforming is so specific to how uh, a character controls and we've had fully designed I mean, uh, uh, of what I could say of course is that we've had many a platform game that has come out and the controls have been bad even the ones that have been designed you know without any creativity editor behind them so you know slightly bad controls are a, a common place i just feel like little big planet maybe that just the technology wasn't for them wasn't in place with with uh, little big planet so i feel like in little big planet 2 to jump ahead a little bit is that it seems a little bit tighter? Um, it doesn't seem anywhere near as floaty as the first game. It's well, really
4: I, well, I, well. I think there's even less excuse with Little Big Planet 2 that the controls I, I, are still floaty. I thought floaty. they'd fix it. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's not as. And again, I really want to stress this because floaty is the watchword. It's the drinking <laughs> word, and you're probably already thoroughly sozzled if you're playing along. But the floatiness is not the biggest problem for me. The bigger problems for me are the sponginess of the actual the response <laughs> yeah i know it's very, it's, it's highly appropriate else? <laughs> it's the sponginess the actual the responsiveness of the jump and the constant um the confusion in the game and and as a user about which of the planes you're on it's it's never quite it's never quite clear i find the actual in once you're in the air the fact that the the, the movement in the air is a little bit loose and woolly um, is <laughs> is not as big an issue as the actual the lack of response so as a good example completing the single player of this of this uh, little big planet two the other uh, day it's that uh, there's a there's a boss where you have to uh, I don't think we need to worry about spoilers there's a big boss where you have to uh, m- make a jump um, to climb up on it and it's just that that lack of certainty that when you press the button your sack person is going to jump the right height you should never have that there are sections in both both single player games where it's not it's not once you're in the air that's the problem it's the actual it's it's how much you're going to be in the air when you press the when you press the x button to jump sometimes it just feels like you know with with Mario, you you generally know exactly whether you're dashing or not. You know exactly where you're going to end up each time you jump. Meat Boy as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we're just going to keep bashing Little Big Planet with the Mario and the Meat Boy stick. But those those I think it, it's interesting because I've never played a Mario game, and I would never play a Super
3: Meat Boy game. Did you play Rayman. It's good. No, I haven't. I don't. I just <laughs> for some reason for whatever I've never played. But and that maybe this is why. But the control in a Sackboy was never an issue. Um, the only thing that I've said as we were playing the other night was the depth perception on the on the playing thing, which, mm. in truth, I had more problem with some of the user-created levels than I did with the single-player levels. And I wondered if that itself had a, had a part to play in that. Um, but it was really, yeah, I've, I've not had any real issue with it. It didn't feel because I had no reference point it yeah. didn't feel unnecessary it didn't feel awkward or in any way I just got used to it because that's how he was in the game so that's what you get used to you know it's
1: just that was fine for
3: me and the um, second
1: game makes a lot more allowances for the fact that perhaps they understood that there's, there are there's there are a lot more pernickety um, exacting jumps in the first game I mean the first hmm. game's single player levels are much more straightforward platformy as well the sequel's got a load of showing off, you know, some of the stuff that you can do with the creator, but there are shoot 'em up levels and and levels where yeah. you're controlling uh, other vehicles and, and then, the strange thing is I've, I've always looked at the single player
3: I've always saw the single player as an example of what you can do with the game and not necessarily that important. I mean, I don't know what the, what their intention was with the single player, but you know, it, it it struck me in the way that I looked at Battlefield Three was that the single player was a as a you play it through once and then forget it exists. Yeah, but, you know,
2: so I I don't think Little B Planet would have anywhere the same amount of charm if it didn't if it didn't have Stephen Fry at the beginning, kind of taking you through Sackboy's moves and stuff, and then ultimately playing through the, the as much of the story as the, the single player has. But like, I think it was important that suddenly in the original game that they made Sackboy a character. And then that... Well, and that
1: they obviously wanted to play to the, through it because half of the items that you need to make level... Yeah, level well, yeah so that's a, but that's, that's what
3: it struck yeah. me as a, is, 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 is kind of an extended tutorial, really. That's how I saw it as. And, and, and I guess even, well, even but, but then to you, some extent... But
4: you, the thing is... You compare it to Battlefield 3, but in Battlefield 3's case, uh, case, the problems of the single player don't bleed into the multiplayer or the okay. tr- level yeah. creator, but mm. in Little Big Planet, those problems do bleed into that stuff. Uh, I know you don't have a problem with the jumping, but myself and many people oh, do yeah. have yeah. an issue with it, and and not only that we haven't mentioned this yet but the live system in the original uh little big planet was awful like just four lives yep. and then you have to start the whole mm. level again and that, that and thankfully they fixed that with uh little big planet 2 now no, you have the, the o- way but yeah but there are situations where there are lives, but there are loads of situations where it's just infinite. And I'm glad they did that. And most people who uh, create levels just use the infinite lives thing. But I don't think that was even an option in the original Little but, Big uh, Planet. No, So But just to go
2: back to your point, I, I, I think the problem is if, if you say, okay, well, the single player is just a, a tutorial for creating stuff. And me and Leon have already said that the creation stuff didn't interest enough. So then you're saying, well, forget about the single player, really, because it's just about learning the control set. So then rely entirely on the community to create more interesting levels than what the developer would have done. And I, I still Which, don't. Which by like, their
3: own mission, they've done. Well,
2: but I still don't like certainly Little Big Planet one's original at least. I don't think they could have been just like. Well, I'm sure the the community will you know grab hold of these tools and and run with it, and, and it will be perfect. And we just rely on them to do that with you know a little bit of input, impl- a single player. I don't believe that that was their intention. But, but, just... as, but as much as I've enjoyed playing the community stuff, I, I still look at a developer to you know to lay down what is possible with these tools and make it entertaining enough that I've put the money in. And then you know I see the community stuff as this added bonus on top of playing through the single player stuff. And if hmm. the single player is just not good enough, I'm less likely to go off and explore. Let me ask a question
3: here. Because um, we've all gone through the single player campaigns but did we all play it on our own a bit uh, on off. yeah, i played, yeah.
1: played this campaigns on my own yeah mean in, in little bit planet 2 they
2: always give you the choice of do you want to play this on your own or do you want to play with mm. other people within the game yeah, you know, yeah. that are playing on yeah. the same time and you know 98 percent of the time i think i chose yeah
3: i'll just play on my own thanks i'm i'm running for yeah. the single player. i don't Jay, really- are
1: you saying that you think we were missing out
3: like with all games, it's different when you've got other people there. But it's it's the, the problem I have with just going into the game and, and saying, Yes, I want to play online is the fact that you get random people, people you don't know, people you're not familiar with, you don't know how they're gonna play. That side of it, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I wanna play with people that I know. And I didn't yeah. I didn't with this game. The only time was on some of those um some of the stickers and stuff where you needed two people. Kai and I yeah. did it. Yeah, but yeah, I could see that the game is more fun that way it's it's Mm. more interesting if you had four people you can trust or you were talking to people you knew i think it plays like a different game i'm Mm -hmm. pretty certain it would like just like any co-op game it it changes everything about it and becomes more fun so the frustrating bits in some cases don't become as frustrating because you're having a laugh while you're doing it and sometimes there's a comedy Mm -hmm. in that element but
4: you know But I would argue that that's true of any game with co-op. Like, any game is instantly improved when you have great people you're hanging out with and chatting with and talking about stuff, and being able to take the mick out of the game when it does something a bit crappy just alleviates frustration. But that doesn't stop me. And I felt this way when we were playing uh, together recently, um... Oh boy, I wish we were playing a better game than this. Like, because I'm having so much fun with you guys, but I wish the game that yeah. we were playing. And and Leon actually said that during the night. Like and, exactly my feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's, just
1: I was thinking immediately. Like I, again, it comes back to the fact I love I love the characters and it and it is funny being four sack people and slapping each other and wearing and swapping <laughs> your costumes. That stuff is that stuff is so cute and 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 so adorable. Yeah. But yeah, when one of the user created levels we played um is you know brilliantly put together it's this mini game suite there's two they've the the creators made two versions of it it's one of the high it's easy to find if you've got LBP2 because it's um one of the highest rated levels uh, There's two two player and four player versions and it's it's uh, it's set on a sort of um ps a mock psp screen and in between all these various multiplayer sort of almost mario party or bishy bashy special type mini rounds um, you get you get your scores added on and stuff like that. And it was fun. I can't deny it was fun. But individually the game all those mini games, there were there were better versions elsewhere. And maybe we wouldn't have been on those playing them together and maybe that's the point. But I've you know, games like on the the, the GameCube version of WarioWare and things like that. And indeed maybe even the original Bishy Bashi which is you know like fifteen years old, those are you know, those are games that are tighter and just function better that's the yeah. thing it was it's like you're saying there's better versions of that game out there, such as the originals,
3: but this is a user created level. this isn't something that they've done and said that this is something that's uh, uh, you know and just somebody who bought the game has has created that stuff,
1: and it's just um absolutely it's it's, it's hugely impressive. And the, the, there is always that, wow, they must have put so much work into that. We played a, you and I played a, a, a Noughts and Crosses tic-tac-toe hmm. level. And we looked at the computer that was, you know, the in-game built, hand-built computer that they'd, they'd made out of switches and and in-game elements in the same way that people do with Minecraft. And. Yeah part of you goes wow that's amazing and it and it brings a smile but do I actually want to play it
4: the the, no. the best way I I can destri- uh, describe looking at the community levels in little big planet is is kind of like going to uh, a art <laughs> students like uh display like gallery uh um, <laughs> like and you look around uh all these different students making all these different pieces and there are some pieces that are really good and you think oh that's really good oh that's really good and you're impressed by the creativity but none of it mm. is going to impress you as much as somebody who really knows what they're doing if that makes any sense. So you're kind of I was impressed by the collective like all these different levels that have little nuggets of creativity and interesting um, elements, and that they're great as a collective. But if you examine them on their own for too long, you can pick holes in them what, no end. What What is yeah, really
2: interesting yeah. as well is I, I think back in two thousand eight, it, it took a long time for the community to actually get their heads around what Little Big Planet was, you know, could achieve. And I've I've gone back to it, you know, in two thousand and thirteen. I was playing through it again, and it all that's all the really good stuff has percolated to the top. And it's really interesting to go, like, yeah, wow, a lot of this stuff was nowhere near as good back when I first played it then. Um so it's it's quite a charming thing to go back there and, and see what they've managed to achieve in in the more limited engine than what Little Big Planet 2 was.
1: There clearly there are some amazing levels, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the ones we've seen recently in LVP two, which is essentially it's kind of replaced and made the original LBP obsolete. Mm. Um like as a you know as a keen video games historian myself as probably anyone who's on Kane and Rince or interested in Kane Rince's it's really nice seeing all those tributes to classic games contra and mario and sonic and portal and goodness knows what else but again actually there's some real cuteness and humor in them but again it comes down to the fact that would would you would you want to play a sort of a recreated version of Contra in the, you know in cardboard and, and sofa material, uh, or just boot up one of the versions of Contra that you've got and play that instead. It's kind of yeah, but you're you're talking like, from somebody who was aware of Contra. If you were a fifteen year old who's never even heard of the
3: game, this could be your entry point into finding more about those games from that from that
1: standpoint from playing this game. I suppose yeah, it's an interesting point of view that I hadn't really thought of. Tony, you wanted to say some more about the single, the original Little Big Planet single player the more more
2: of the point that um you know, we've talked about yeah the aesthetics were fantastic I, I, they really were back in 2008 it, it the game had a real charm to it just the look um yeah. you know it, it was very very much of me, you know um playing games in my past you know the, just the joyness. and um you know sackboy i'm i'm pretty sure that Sony were, were you know, would love any kind of mascot at, at this point. But it's just Sackboy coming along, and I think he was absolutely perfect for Sony's uh, being a mascot. And you know, I've got a Sackboy in my collection here because he looks cool. I know Jay's got a few.
1: And <laughs> I've got a, I've got a soft Sackboy.
2: And I, I really feel like you know, in now we're kind of moving away from those slightly more kind of cutesy characters. You know, in the, in this industry it seems to be a bit, a bit more hardcore. But um. You know, I think if he was a character created many years ago, he'd you know be one of those ones that people would have loved. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I think, I think it's just a, right, it's just yeah. a beautifully designed character, and um, you know, talking about the music and and the look of it, it's just really joyous. I mean, it it's odd that then the the, the game controls not as good as it looks or sounds, but also I mean, um, Josh alluded to this earlier. The checkpoint system is just a mess. Um, on one hand, you have this really cutesy game that feels like it should be open and approachable for anyone to create a level at the same time that you have these level sets where you need to run through to to unlock all the stickers and the badges and the level pieces that you can go on and create more stuff and then they stick this four lives and you're out checkpoint system
1: mm, uh, and, strange decision even in 2008 yeah
2: and the, you know it's not it's not necessarily that the levels are hard i it's just the floaty jump in plays into that you you die one or two times and you don't honestly get stuck in too many places, but I remember the back end of Little Big Planet. I, there was some controller throwing moments because you, you'd be down to your you know the the live system would you know beep at you when you, you're on your last live, which didn't really help at mm, all. And no, <laughs> it just felt it it didn't really feel like the right mix to what Little Big Planet was trying to achieve. With everybody, so it's like this approachable game, yet at the same time this weird not really a hardcore platformer, but not really tight enough that it deserved that it needed a level system and it seemed to be
1: at Congress with um, with what the game was yeah. trying to, to achieve. And I just wanted to explore and find all yeah, the secret I, bubbles and, I, and, I, and look at this beautifully imaginative cotton reel and crayon world rather than worrying about the fact that my jump wasn't yeah, accurate enough for me to land on the tiny head of a monster in amongst a sea of spikes or whatever. Yeah. Very odd decision.
4: I I, yeah. I just wanted to uh, Tony briefly mentioned it, but the soundtrack for Little Big Planet One is utterly fantastic, and I I know it's a it's a collection of licensed music, and and I know some people look down on soundtracks that are just collections of licensed music, but ta- it takes a lot of skill to mm-hmm. gather up different pieces oh, of yeah. music and have them all. Be consistent in tone and reflect mm-hmm. the feel of the visuals and the game in front of you. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm always really impressed when people manage to do that. Um, Little Big Planet managed to do that, and more recently, Hotline Miami managed to do that. So, uh, well done, whoever was in charge of uh, collecting all the music together. Well, I think there's I think,
3: there's yeah. two things that I would say about the studio that I, I would is whoever. Is the general aesthetic, the artistic temperament of the mm-hmm. studio, I adore. I think it's fantastic. You know, there's a nostalgia trip with these games. There's something about them, whether you watch Trumpton as a child or, or all that King kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that that whole kind of handmade element to it, yeah. I tap straight into Back that. Course. And mm. like as Josh said, whoever, and they've got great taste in music. <laughs> it's Actually, just... it's
2: weird when you're, when you're playing, it feels like you're a part of the studio. I know that's part of the creation stuff, but it, it really mm. feels like you. Can imagine what the studio have made up of these quite fun and quirky people. Certainly when any of the video stuff they did, it seemed to be this real kind of energy of creativity flowing from every pore of media molecule. And that I mean that's really quite infectious, even if as somebody that wasn't good at the creation stuff, I I really felt like just the team behind it was just so passionate about what they were creating and what how they wanted to share it with everybody and how they wanted everybody to become somebody like them. And
1: you know, that's a real hard trick to pull off. So kudos to to them. Um Sony Worldwide Studios ex-dev team um put out a a thing called Little Big Planet Sackboy's Prehistoric Moves, um, which was released uh, like a year before uh, Little Big Planet 2. Um, and incorporated uh, the move controller and the eye camera in 2010 so um i don't really have much memory of that happening uh we forgot to mention that water was uh, latterly added to the original little big planet at some stage um Along with some of the themed DLC, I think I think in that case was it Pirates of the Caribbean and something else, something
4: water um, related. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean was linked with the water one, and then they introduced yeah. a paintball gun, which was associated with the Metal Gear Solid Four pack. Uh, yes,
1: ah, yes, okay. remember that? Yeah, that's right. And there's there were a lot. There's been lots of uh, very very cute and I would say almost thousands packs. at
2: this point. It, every week there seems to be something new up in the store for like, a little bit of planet or two.
1: Now, I'm, every time I play with Jay, I'm jealous because he's, he's swapping <laughs> costumes in and out. He's got 2000 AD, he's got uh, Hammerstein and, and Strontium Dog, he's got uh, Kratos out of God of War. Um, I've seen Assassin's Creed, and there's Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, and goodness knows what well, are Muppets, Toy Story, anymore?
4: Loads. I, I have to say, Judge Dredd's costume makes me laugh because uh, Sackboy's frown looks exactly the same <laughs> yeah. as Judge Dredd's, uh, Judge Dredd's in frown comics. in the comics. So, uh, and it's amazing. It's just so funny watching Jay play as this really gritty character in this whimsical environment. Yep. That made me laugh so much.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that that again, you know, you can't sort of undervalue a game that makes you laugh and makes you smile. Um, yeah, for, even just but when you're not even playing it, you're just looking at yeah, it. Yeah,
2: for, for as, as great as Sackboy is as a character, they were willing to just completely obliterate any look that he had. You just the the just the Sackboy shape, and they were willing to put any kind of ridiculous costume on top of him, and somehow it doesn't feel like it's. You're being advertised to <laughs> it's just pretty really not right, It's tacky,
3: odd. it's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting know, what you've just said there about laughing and enjoying it while you're playing, because that you know, I I have I've had these games since launch and every now and again I'll put them in and, you know, see what's you know, just play around with them for an hour and then put them back in their case and so mm. on. But the funny thing was playing with you guys the other night. And I realized how little of that I've actually done in terms of getting four people on and just having a laugh on this, going, looking through the levels, just playing around for a couple of hours and then that's it. But I actually enjoyed it. And I kind of think Mm. that's my failure to this game in terms of what I haven't actually done enough of. And I can't help but feel that, you know,
1: has that tainted my overall perspective until this point? I feel exactly the same way. And and again, like, I don't know if, you know, the four of us will make the opportunity again. I hope we do. Um, but you know, it's about getting people to obviously we had the motivation of doing this mm-hmm. podcast to get together, but when everyone's playing their own things, you know, different games on different systems, it's it's quite hard to actually, you know, just get yeah. a group of people together on on the PS3. But I was immediately thinking, you know, we played we played the platformer level that I mentioned, the minigame level that I mentioned. And we played some of the other stuff, some of the more impressive stuff there are, you know, the um Death from Above mm-hmm. level, which sort of um Recreates the the famous uh, you know the, the AC ten level from Call of Duty yeah, 4 Modern and, and, Warfare. We played a and that was, sniper mini game level. I was going to say that the Sorry. Death from the Above
2: was designed by um, my friend Jamie, but um, oh really? Yeah, okay. and <laughs> I I know that he he put something like two hundred hours into that level, and it's just ins- it lasts a minute. Yeah, and it lasts a minute, and it's it's fun, and as we've said, you know, it's it's kind of is entertaining, but it, it lasts a minute, and it's got like. Fifty-four thousand plays on it, and you know from him yeah. that was that was the motivation. Was that he kept yeah. getting feedback, and then um, I think mean, he put it on YouTube, and a, a bunch of people then were giving comments on YouTube how he could improve the level, and it was this kind of give mm. and take thing. So I could see it from that side, and he was a um, a massive um, Xbox player, and it, okay. um, it's actually a little bit of a Planet that got him off the Xbox, and he played his PlayStation Three for once um, and put two hundred hours, like it just disappeared offline for for, a number of weeks to go and play um, Little Bit Planet and I I know he he adored twos um, he'd done a lot on one but he said two was a a huge improvement in its um, its level design stuff so
1: yeah I mean listeners should definitely seek it out and it's a great example of the fact that you don't you don't even have to have a an on-screen sad nah, boy crazy. in, in yeah. LBP two levels. This is this is actually a, a an on-rails camera with a with a, a sight and loads and loads of um, yes. units on the ground that you're shooting at. Basically,
3: I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, the whole play, create, share philosophy. The studio hats, uh, maybe that share isn't just about making levels and putting them out there, but it's actually sharing the actual experience of playing as well. Like, yeah, you know, and I, I think that's right. maybe how I'm starting to sort of look at it now and thinking,
1: yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of trophies which sort of lean, lean towards that. It's trophies for slapping more than one person at a time, and the trophy which we forgot to get the other night, which is where you dangle four of you from a from you know Litch. one of your groups yeah. onto something with a with the shoulder button, and then the rest of you dangle, and you make you can make a kind of you know a swinging chain for, to platform off, and yeah, actual co-op co-op gameplay, and obviously some of the levels in the game are better designed for it than others, and and the same with the community levels, but yeah, what I was going to say was, I was thinking that although I know that probably 99.5% of the created levels available are not worth playing the, there's still so many now that there are there are i i would actually like you know for us to get together and you know try some more of those levels you know it's a shame we didn't have more time to do so before uh, so because when uh, when it came to uh you know holiday winter season uh, 2011 when little big planet 2 came out because i hadn't really done spent you know much time with uh with the first game hadn't completed the single player and hadn't been hugely impressed with the with the gameplay even if i loved the characters and all that i didn't I didn't buy it. I just—it I, was on my list. I was thinking, hopefully they've improved things. I'd seen it at Eurogamer that year, and people were saying still feels like a little big planet to play. They haven't tightened up the controls. I was a little bit let down by that feedback. So I didn't get it until it was one of the games that they gave away after the PSN hack. I think it was, wasn't it? Um, and I only just recently played it through. What about the rest of you, Jay? You got a free copy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I
2: played it for the first time uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, about a fortnight ago, uh, and just finished up a, a you know a few days ago. Um, I brought my copy from like Morrison's last Christmas, I think, for seven pounds. Okay, um, yeah, good. Call. And it was the I think they bundle in the, the it's like the special edition, so you got the the a lot of the DLC stuff I mean, bundled into it. Um, yeah, so yeah, did. Once again, when you're picking through shows and seeing what's on the release schedule and uh, realizing Terraway was there, would be a good opportunity to, to bring this podcast to, to sync those two. And that's, that's oh, yes. neither of us had, uh, been through Little Big Planet, too. Uh, we thought oh. it would be a, a, a fine opportunity to approach that. And yeah, so glad, glad we did in some respects. It's quite short. Mm.
4: Uh, Josh, what about you? Um, I did play it that year. But um, unlike, uh, I bought Little Big Planet one day one. Whereas this one, I waited for a price drop. Um, it was about fifteen quid mm. when I got it, so it was quite oh. a few, uh, quite a few months after its release. And um, I, funnily enough, I ended up enjoying it a lot more than Little Big Planet one. And I kind of ended up saying, oh, "Guys, you should play this. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's-, it, it's better. It's not." You know, it. I think we're going to talk about this in a minute. There's still the same problems that Little Big Planet One had, but they've gone some ways to uh negate some of those issues with some of the additions they've made and some of the design choices they made in the single player campaign. I would say
2: actually, it's funny from, a, from an outside point of view, Little Big Planet Two it came out, and for as successful as Sackboy was, or you know, as certainly as Little Big Planet, I believe, sold pretty well. Um, they they just seen this collective. Oh, okay, yeah, they're they're probably going to make it slightly tighter. And there was nowhere near the amount of people jumping up and down to get hold of a little bit of Planet Two, even though I I feel like Josh was one of those people out there saying it's it's actually okay. Should play it, it's good. But even though this, the character was hugely successful, it it just didn't have that that maybe that momentum that it deserved uh, upon its release in
1: 2011. Yeah, playing through it now, uh, in the last couple of weeks uh i certainly because uh, it was only 2011 i actually played through yeah little big planet 1 in the year that the sequel came out i think um and yeah they seem to have kind of acknowledged a lot of the the things the the sort of level design that was irritating about the first game Uh, And the live system was mostly addressed apart from in a few places. I did have to redo the final level three times before I completed it. I think Tony, you said more like seven or eight, but, um, there's just, uh, there's a lot more variety, I think as much as anything. And, And because the, assume the additional flexibility of the creation tools that I know nothing about because I've not spent any time in the creator in this, in the second game, I confess, um, and to people who think that's absolutely a terrible thing, um, I apologise. But again, same thing. I'm I'm never going to have either the time or the skill to make a good level. Um, I just uh, I was at least more charmed by it because of the the variety and yeah, just just fewer moments of pure frustration.
4: I mean, the jumping is still an issue, but the the good thing is that. kind of know it is and they've introduced elements that have helped make the platforming sequences better like they have jumping pads that when you step over they launch you up into the air which makes that a lot easier and they have the grappling Mm. hook which makes you know moving around the environment a bit more precise but it still it's a bit disappointing that they've kind of just thrown stuff at the core game oh, f- instead of improving the core game if that makes any sense i would have much rather they actually looked at the code for sackboy and modified it
1: completely agree than yeah
4: than just add things that make it less of an issue i completely agree i i think how it comes across it just
2: feels a lot more honest of a game I think they they've seen it's it, the failings of the first game. And like you say, Josh, I don't think they've necessarily addressed quite specifics, but I think they they've gone a long way. Certainly, with the life system—it's it, still in there, which I, I guess, you do need some kind of punishment. But it, it's like, I mean, it's eight or nine times you have to die, so it's a lot lot better than the four of or the original. Um, and it, it just, it just, it,
1: loads of checkpoints. Yeah. Loads
2: it? of checkpoints. If you get past one difficult bit, there's going to be a, a checkpoint directly after it. And it just feels really that they, they learned a number of lessons from LPP and, um, you know, whether they fixed the code, like you said, I don't think they did, but I, I think, you know, they, they, there was more of an understanding from the team of how to fix elements of the game around the code.
1: So amusing characters and voices in the single player as well. I mean, you know, nothing that really blew me away, but, uh, yeah, likable in in that little big planet way.
2: Well, I think the single player is a lot more fun and amb going back to the original Little Big Planet, it was very much that here's a tool set and here's stuff that the team have created and a very, you know, brush stroke story it was there, but merely as a, a, a means to get through the game. Um there is a proper story of such in Little Big Planet 2, and there's you know, there's twists and turns and there's characters and there's a, there's a lot more kind of you know, what I call a standard playset story, it's uh, it, it just feels a lot sharper than the original does, and it's quite funny. There's, there's some funny moments in there. I think my bigger problem with, with it is I, I don't, they take a little bit of time to get going. Um, the game's not particularly long, but they, they take about half no. the game just doing what I call the standard platforming stuff, and then the second half of the game, they add a lot more elements that have, have been. You know, they're there within Little Big Planet 2, so you know, more vehicle based stuff, and um, the vehicles being bees and bunny rabbits and hamsters, um, and a shoot 'em up level. And and, and but I, from what yeah. I've seen from the community, there, there's so much more you can do with the Little Big Planet 2 engine, and mm. I think they, they play it really safe in the single player stuff, just the stuff that makes sense, I guess, within the story, and a lot of the more crazier stuff is set. Is, is kept for um, multiplayer stuff on the, you unlock the side levels and it's kept for bits like that, which is a shame because I, I kept unlocking these bits going in there on my own going, huh? Yeah. And just, you know, like you say, playing, there's one in particular is like playing pool, you know, the whole great big pool table that you can yeah. play and, it's got physics, physics, and it works, but it still feels really loose. And there's part of you saying, "Well, you know, look how great this engine is that they can do a. You can develop a, a pool simulator at the same time. You, you know, if you wanted to play pool, you'd never play that game. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. It's it's mm. hard. It's a quandary.
2: But Jay, once again, like, should we be ignoring the single player stuff and? and Diving into the multiplayer,
3: well, uh, diving into the community stuff. We well to a point you can't, can you? Because it, it, a lot of the stuff is unlocked stickers and all the extra little bits and bats that you you, you want to add to the levels. But you know, so there's, there's that that always seemed the reason to play it. But no, none. You know, that's it for me. It's just get get the unlocks and then leave it at that. But it's. You know, that, that again it depends on whether you want to go in and, and make stuff as well. If you're not inclin if you're not creatively inclined, then again it's gonna be a hurdle. And I'm somebody who is, but still can't find the um the inclination to do it. But I think that says more about me than it does of the game. Josh, did you create anything in this one?
4: Well, I, I mentioned it earlier. Um I, I did I I tried to, but I never really created anything because I was 21 when Little Big Planet 2 came out, and the, you know, the fear and horror that is adulthood <laughs> ve- veered its ugly head um, from, from a tool set point of view did it feel it like, felt a lot more complex and a lot more intimidating that combined with the fact that i was not happy with anything i attempted to make and, mm. and you know immediately like almost immediately binned every idea i had um meant that i didn't really progress with it that said um, I spent a lot more time looking at the community stuff in mm-hmm, Little Big mm-hmm. Planet 2, uh, mainly because there's so much more variety. Um, with Little Big Planet mm-hmm. 1, it was mainly just lots and lots of platformers because that's all you could really make with the creative tools that the original had. But now there are first-person shooters, twin-stick shooters, bla- racing games, loads and loads of stuff. And as we've mentioned all the way through this podcast, none of which are as good as the real thing, but it's still amazing that people are you know, capable of making all these different varied experiences. I suppose there is
1: something to be said for somewhere that collects all those fun experiences in one place, even if none of them are quite i suppose it's it's, it reminds me a little bit of one of those mini game compendiums Mm. that used to get on the wii in in that sense and that sounds a bit harsh but in that sense that you know those carnival games games, discs sold yeah or yeah one of those pirate cartridges (laughs) for um um, the guy that did mcpixels doing a, a sort of pastiche game currently he's working on one of those um yeah that sort of thing and again you've got you and up to three friends online, all dressed as uh, various characters or made-up people with sackboy faces, and you're able to pull silly faces. And if you're using your headset or or iToy camera, uh, i whatever it's called, PlayStation camera with um, with the microphone, they actually they move their mouths in time of the speaking, and all that stuff is hilarious, and it is an experience. And yeah, maybe maybe the the sum is greater than the parts or something in some way i think that's how i felt when we were playing together the other evening that even though that those levels we were playing weren't i don't know though that i mean the the platform level with with the with the extra mechanics the double jump and so on that was more like oh that was cool but actually we did get into trying to win all the um the the 10 items that were hidden away and then we were all collectively impressed by the fact that at the end of the level it it's got like a map showing screenshots of where the items were it, hidden and things like it, that
2: we, you know we quite often talk about not saying you know the, comparing things to other things so this you know I, mm. I feel like we've you know we've talked about a lot of what this game isn't rather than what it is and and maybe you know it's very natural to do so because there's there's so many things you know out there but there's very little i feel that is is similar to to little bit planet if that makes sense like it, yeah. it's not it's not unique but there's, it stands apart. It does. It certainly stands apart, and and maybe some of its failings, you know, clearly they're apparent. We've talked about them a lot, but some of its positives, you know, I, I feel like we could do if we had somebody that was hugely into um, the community yeah. side of things, yeah. they could probably be here for the next two hours just talking about you know the inspiration that people have taken and created these different levels. You should check out this level, and here's the
1: story I think behind you're absolutely it. Right. <laughs> In an ideal world, we'd have somebody like that. But then also by the same token, based on our community's feedback, I think we're representing probably the majority of people who have interacted with the big planet. But but I wonder, you know, it's like I tend
3: to look at LBP in the same way as I look at Minecraft and Gary's mod. You know, it's like, you know, why would somebody make um, Game of Thrones, you know, uh, what was the city that I made? King's Landing. Oh, Somebody recreated the amazing. entirety yeah. of King's Landing in Minecraft. Why? Why? Because there's no purpose to it, but they did it anyway. And it's just because it's there. It, it's
1: because you can't.
3: Yeah, giving people the ability to just create and let their imaginations mm. run riot. Whether it's good or bad, it's irrelevant to a point because it's about creation, it's about just and, and that aspect. I this is why I can't really be negative about what the game represents because I just feel it's doing far more positive things in in oh, in a bigger picture that that, that I can't mm. really you know feel any I
4: mean I mean don't get don't get me wrong and I'm sure I speak for Tony and Leon here hmm. as well like despite all our problems with the game like I still have a little bit of affection for little big planet because it's just I think because it is doing something different mm. and something that I really respect I still can't ignore the fact that it falls down in a couple of areas though yeah. I'm not mm. I, it's not going to it's not enough to make me hate the game but it's still mm. enough to push me
2: away but the, the problem is the areas that it falls down certainly in our cases is the gameplay Uh, that's I mean if there's going to be a big hurdle to go over (laughs) that's that's the major one that you can handle and you know once again coming into Little B Play 2 it's strange actually Leon because you you talked about how Little B Play 2 aesthetically didn't quite have the same
1: look and charm that you had experienced from the first game and that's just time for me I think it's 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 just a horrible uh byproduct uh, of the fact that I've been playing a lot of things in higher resolutions in recent times and it's a game that's uh, a couple of years old and it doesn't... When I I remember when I first booted the first game in 2008 I was instantly just blown away by the, the detail and the texture and the charm of the graphics but playing LBP2 now... I still love the characters and the cuteness and all that, but the actual overall look of the game is not it's... as it doesn't look as high res and and like you know eye poppingly coming out of the screen well, amazing.
4: Well, for me, it's um, that a uh, another platformer took the same concept for an aesthetic uh, vision. And did it a lot better, um, and that's Kirby's Epic Yarn. And despite in standard def, as yeah, well. and that that's the thing. Even though that game is standard definition, it looks so much better than Little Big Planet. And I'm not saying that Little Big Planet is uh, a poor looking game; it, it looks good. Of course not. But compare, you know, comparing it to Kirby's Epic Yarn, it just doesn't stand up as well.
2: well I would say, you know, going back to Little Big Planet one after I've completed Little Big Planet two. Um, They've done a huge amount of work on the lighting um, in Little Big Planet Two. Yeah, it really yeah. does make a big difference. You, I think it, the mostly you can see the the backgrounds. There's a lot more detail going on. You know, you got the three planes, and they make the background a fourth plane rather than just this flat flat third plane within the environment. And, and that adds a lot. If you to go back to the first one, and also right. the the charm of um, I can't remember which. There's a couple of levels where like you got a like an old-fashioned Woolworths price sticker on one of the levels as you walk past it and it, you know, a huge hmm. smile on my face like oh my god i haven't seen one of those things in years and like a wall plug um you know free print yeah, you know, yeah. a proper free pin wall plug as well I was like yeah, yeah good old british studio none of that two pin nonsense and but a lot of that stuff like you, you just don't come across um those kind of aesthetics in many other games and you're just willing to kind of throw everyday objects um just that all they are are images (laughs) but that they bring a Mm. big smile to my face it
1: definitely feels like an old certainly a lot of the common aesthetic in the sort of amiga days that you would expect from uh english-based production studios it definitely has that sort of vibe and even within the game nostalgic the gameplay
2: like they're willing to kind of parody some stuff so there's like a shadow of a colossus level in there which you know Put, kind of put a mm-hmm. smile on my face. So just a, you know, even, um, there's quite
1: a few homages. Actually, there's a, a, revenge of the mutant camels level. And the one where you uh, go into the body as well. Was that from that film? In a space. Oh, uh, in a space. Yeah. In a space, inner space, yeah, inner space level. Was fun. Fantastic, fantastic voyage. Was it before yeah. that? But anyway, yes, there's, there's lots of, uh, nods and homages and, and, Cute humor and all that stuff, for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the lighting, Jay and I stumbled across uh, a level based on uh, Avatar, the movie, James hmm. Cameron's Avatar. Um, and uh, although the level itself was a little bit frustrating and confusing, the actual the use of lighting there—I've never seen the film, but I know there's that bit where they go to that yeah, blue. and blue. It's all mm-hmm. kind of like gl- glowing, luminous stuff. It, they've done that in it, and it's uh, it, it is nice looking. But yeah, it's just that it's just that sheen that you know HD graphics had back in two thousand. 2008 when we weren't so, you know, overexposed to HD and, and you know... Well, I, th- I think that's a, rel- a,
3: a relevant point because I remember the very first time we saw video of LBP one it was the depth of field effect where I was mm. like, oh, that's, that looks amazing. And because it wasn't something we'd seen a lot of used, uh, even, you know, in 2008, I, I don't remember seeing that used in many games. And now now it's become quite a common, you know, t- thing
1: to, to see quite regularly. So... You know, it's just the way it goes, isn't it? But yes, indeed, it's the nature of the uh, the medium. Uh, we should briefly mention, though. Sadly, none of us have played it. Uh, Sean O'Brien was due on this podcast, but sadly couldn't make it due to illness. I believe he has played Little Big Planet Vita, which came out last year, two thousand twelve. Um, I have heard many uh, Vita early Vita adopters say that the Vita version is the best Little Big Planet yet. Uh, but I cannot speak for it because I have not yet played it. Whether I will or not, I'm not sure. I have a Vita, but I still have issues with LittleBigPlanet.
2: Um, I imagine it looks fantastic on that screen. And uh, I, I, mm. I can only assume the development tools with probably the touching, you know, pinching and pulling and you know, zooming out and dragging and drawing and all that kind of you know taking pictures yeah. of stuff on the vita yeah. and having it instantaneously rather than a, a playstation i and it you know it, it's probably a it as a yeah. game it probably makes the most sense
1: we on that platform kind of self-contained yeah because yeah, there is a lot of stuff part of the the part of the thing about using the the creator on the ps3 versions is is just learning the amount of stuff that's been crammed onto that dual shock isn't it it's just there's so many ways of using that control i mean you know it's a, it's a capable thing the twin analogs and however many you know buttons and d-pad directions it's got but touching touch controls yeah i think that's imagine a, really a lot of those point. mini
2: games as well would would function probably or feel like
1: they were functioning slightly better on a, a smaller screen apologies uh for not having the the full skinny on that but that's just the way it goes sometimes and also released last year and uh, more recently uh PlayStation Plus was a little big planet karting because every every good franchise gets a kart game from uh, Half-Life to Call of Duty, <laughs> um, and that one was put together by United Front, who uh, also had a hit the same year with uh, Sleeping Dogs, which people really like. Um, of course, it's really a kind of um, skinning of Modern Nation Racers, the uh, the earlier creator create a racer kart game which uh, i never played actually beyond a demo but i i understand within within hours of the game being on sale every track from every mario <laughs> kart was already was already available um and i assume they are in little big planet karting as well uh alex79uk specifically uh mentioned lbp karting in his uh post which we'll come on to about LBP as as a whole, but uh, he preferred karting to the normal Little Big Planet games. He says it's excellent; none of the stupid floaty physics that <laughs> ruined the other LBP games. Just a solid, thoroughly enjoyable karting game. So there you go. If you're a PS Plus member, it's recommended by Alex79UK. But on the same tack, Alex79UK says, "I hate Little Big Planet." No, let me start again. I love Little Big Planet. I love the art style, the characters, the wacky story, the narration, the sound design. I love everything about it, except playing it. There is nothing fun about floating through a levels if you're on the moon. I just cannot get past the physics. I bought the first game as an excited new PS3 owner a few years ago and was instantly disappointed with the jumping mechanics. Still, I played through the story mode and yeah, did have the odd laugh in co-op, but never went back to it.
4: Chase 210 says, I remember being so hyped for this before it came out. I rushed to the shops from school to get it, then rushed home, put it in, and... What is this? An incompetent platformer with an extremely poor level designer. The jumping mechanics just don't feel right, and the actual platforming levels of the single player are boring and feel slapped together, and I seem to recall the online levels eventually turning into just how many trophies can you earn from a single level thing. I gave LittleBigPlanet 2 a go as well didn't like that either same thing as the first i'm currently playing the vita version and i don't like that either (laughs) i love the way chase 210 is just sticking
1: with i'm gonna play them all even though i don't like them tony do you want to read Woodfeller's little comment
2: i still dip in now and again when i think to see what impressive stuff people have done but after the initial wow this must have taken ages however impressive i don't find it any
3: fun anymore Um, Mike Leddy, uh, as easy as it seems to pick on the physics of the game, I rarely noticed the problem until I started reading other people's opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Never do. (laughs) Uh, And by the point the Metal Gear Painternator DLC came along, I fell under the spell once again. Um, This was some of the best fan service to date and deserves recognition. I resisted the sequel until its arrival on PS Plus, and whilst I never delved as deep, I once again enjoyed the campaign. The sublime music and the brilliant level design both still in effect, with the online component working much more smoothly, making annual visits to the community level a joy. Uh, The vision might have sounded a little Molyneux-esque. What else would you expect for ex-Lionhead staff? But despite a few hiccups along the line, I think they just about kept the series on track to deserve a
1: glowing recommendation from me. That's good. Mike likes the whole darn thing. Todinho says Little Big Planet is by far my favourite 2D platformer and one of my favourite games on PS3. It's true that in terms of mechanics and level design, it can't even compare to stuff like Super Meat Boy or Mario, but the game wasn't made to compete with these games. It was made to be casual fun, and in that re- regard, it definitely succeeds. Everything from the music to the look of the game and the customisation options are about trying to make the most welcoming and pleasant experience you can have making it pretty hard for you to dislike the game, even if you find the main gameplay lacking. There's great joy to be had in just trying to customise the silliest sackboy
4: possible, or just running about slapping your friend. Uh, Dr McFluffin says, Media Molecule are one of the only studios that still brings out those warm childhood feelings of discovery and wonder in me. LBP was what sold me a PS3. Truly groundbreaking.
1: Laika Mutnik, uh, also known as Kai Fukami Taylor, or Jay's Mrs., uh, also said, Although I understand the critical points some people mention here, the simpleness and cuteness made it easy for me to start playing as a beginner and have fun, although I struggled as I moved on to higher levels and kept dying. I love the handmade feel of it and feeling the childlike love of the creators in every little detail in the game. Its concept, play, create, share, was refreshing, and some people showed impressively creative skills in making their own levels. I adore the look and movement of Sackboy, and I remember enjoying some funny YouTube videos of Sackboy dancing to music. It definitely provided a breath of fresh air and spread the heartwarming love in the gaming industry, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing Media Molecule's next creation, too. And finally, from the forum in this issue, and thanks as ever to everyone for their contributions, is insert coins. All the way from America, who says the little big planet titles are games that are as good as their communities in themselves. They are rather clumsy 2.5d platformers with relatively little to set them apart from their competition, other than the incidentals, fantastic and weird licensed music, cute level and character design, really snappy writing, etc. Where they really thrive is in giving their community unparalleled editor options, allowing people to create some absolutely brilliant levels to be shared with everyone else. The community has been wonderful. There are levels modelled after just about anything I can think of. Sometimes I play LBP like Akinator, seeing if I can think of another game or film that doesn't have a cute representation in the community space. I'm always amazed by the breadth of content available. Levels modelled after Earth Defence Force 2017, The Room, meticulous recreations of Disneyland rides. It's quite amazing. I enjoy playing the LBP games with their wonky physics and bubble collecting, but I will make no arguments for them being revolutionary platformers in any way. What I do love though is the incredible atmosphere, number of visual gags and small touches littered throughout the levels. This is amplified in the series DLC packs which set out to recreate the spirit of other games or media entities like Metal Gear Solid, Shadow of the Colossus or the Muppets in the light-hearted and cute little Big Planet style. There are always so many little touches that demonstrate an intimate familiarity with the source content. It's clear that every bit of little Big Planet DLC was made with love. And that's what little Big Planet comes down to for me. It feels a bit weird and unpolished to play, but it was constructed with love and attention, like a child's shoebox diorama. Should have had him on the podcast.
2: Yeah, see, once (laughs) again, someone just sums up.
1: (laughs) He's one of our finest Mm. uh, posters, insert coins. Happy to have him as part of our excellent community. Before our own summaries, we have some uh, reviews that sum up the game. The games, the whole Little
4: Big Planet thing, in just three words: Andy Hamilton, other people suck. Andy Rodriguez uh, says online surprisingly awesome. Yeah, I I have to agree with that. Hmm. The the
2: game that we had together, just you know, no problems connecting to each other. We played really well. I think there was a few issues with the sound. We went to Skype, but you know, I'd say the the online stuff didn't seem
1: to lag or anything. It was very good. Chris Lord, there's a pun in here. Watch out pretty darned good (laughs) Craig C wait
3: for
4: me David Merritt delightful crap platforming The Lynx Defect says fun five minutes
1: Evil Ninja Phil says he's Sony's best mascot not not that Evil Ninja Phil is that Sackboy (laughs) is Laura Kate Dale floaty yet adorable Another
4: shot down. Uh, Michael Ledwood, heart for heart. Sean Kin says all the updates. Uh, Sonuckles
1: <laughs> says user created rubbish. I assume he's referring just to the user created rubbish rather than the whole game is user created rubbish. Tetsan, poor floaty jumping. Like a
3: Mutnik,
4: get it together. And Alex Evans says, our first try.
1: Yes, that's Alex Evans, co-founder of Media Molecule. Thank you for contributing
4: your three-word review.
1: We hope that you listen at Medium Molecule, and we hope that you don't think we're too harsh on the floaty platforming. <laughs> Just trying to kill our listeners now who are playing the drinking game. Sorry, right, there aren't any. So to conclude, then, uh, to sum up the whole LBP thing, really, uh, in a nutshell, <laughs> in a in a heartfelt but hyperbole-free way, starting with Tony Atkins.
2: Um, much like what In Circum I said, I, I tend to agree with him. I I think that the platforming isn't the best, but I also think what it what Little Big Planet as a whole, as a series, does is fantastic. The way it, it you know, fun. You can create stuff. It unfortunately. For for me, I I didn't get into the creation side of stuff. So then I heavily relied on the single player stuff, which is pretty good, but also suffers from the floating controls. You can't escape the fact that it doesn't play as as tightly as you want it to, but at the same time, you can't escape the fact that it's entirely charming uh, and whimsical, and Stephen Fry is brilliant in it. Um, and Little Sackboy Sac is a fantastic mas- mascot for Sony. So in some respects, it brought so much to the game, but our respects delivered didn't deliver entirely what it needed to.
1: Yeah, I I'm very much of a mind that I... Adore the character. I think he's he, she, Sack person is one of the cutest video gaming mascot characters of all time for me. Um, I love the intent, the aesthetic, the use of music is inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what it represents. I love the creativity on show. I love the fact that, you know, for the, this game that you can now get uh, for a handful of pounds. In its game of game of the year edition, potentially offers you know, almost unlimited play and a lot more fun in co-op, and it's got all these wonderful, wonderful aspects. But unfortunately, I very seldom feel the desire to actually play it because the core mechanics are not there for me, and I feel really sad about that. And I think, as much as anything, it, it frustrates me that this thing, which I think just could have so uh, so easily been stronger, and bound the whole thing together if they just i just feel like if media molecule had actually started with that and then built everything else around it instead of having a compromised control system because of the ambition and scope of the game i'm no game designer you know there are probably reasons why that couldn't happen but i still i've played enough other games that just feel better to play to believe that Little Big Planet could feel better to play, which would mean that I would want to play it more and that I would get more pleasure from all those wonderful things that I mentioned at the start. So really, really mixed feelings. Um, But that said, having played it again, being reminded of the fun we had in co-op recently, um, I'd like to do that some more and maybe more exposure to sessions like that and I'd feel slightly less negative (laughs) less like a negativitron <laughs> than the, uh, the actual controls. Uh, Jay? I
3: don't really care about the flowy controls, as I've said. I don't, had a pro- I'd never had a problem with it. I admire this studio probably more than most. Maybe there's a slight bias there for obvious reasons, but to me, it, it'd be interesting to see what happens in like 10 years' time. I can fully imagine that... that you know, In a decade's time, there's a generation of game developers who are going to cite games or, or Media Molecule as, as, a, as a studio that inspired them to become game creators because that's, to me, what they're doing. They're inspiring this new generation of people by giving them the tools to create stuff. Whether it's good or bad, like I said before, it's irrelevant. It's just have a go, try it, and make something. And, and maybe, you know, from... The thousands of people that have tried doing it, maybe there's a few, a percentage of those people think, I want to do this for a living and 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 pursue that, and because of what they did and because of what they offered in this game. And I can't help but feel there's a it's a positive force within the game development. I know there's other studios out there that are doing similar things, but there's something in the way that the studio presents itself as well. It never seems mm. to be distracted by you know, shareholders and profit margins and all the, all the, all the guff that we are so bombarded with from every other bloody game publisher slash studio and all this stuff that they seem to think we actually give a damn about, you know, in terms of like, you know, how much we've made for the studio. Who cares? It, but it, it's like, they don't see, they seem unfettered by that stuff. I mean, I'm sure they're not just like any, any major studio wouldn't be, but they don't, they don't use it. You know, they don't, it's not what you see about their games and it's not what it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the latest, you know, everything they do just seems to attract people's attention in the right way rather than just, um, you know, they don't use like crass marketing tools to publicize their games with, you know, airs of sexism and homophobia or whatever to sell a product. It's like, there's nothing like this. And, Mm. and I, uh amongst the fact that I, lo- I love the aesthetic of the games, I love their art design, I just, you know, there's also a really, they're just positive in the right way, in a mm. way that I feel we, we're kind of, on one hand, there's not enough of it getting to the forefront of game development and, and, and game production these days. It all seems to be very cynical and very kind of, you know,
1: tr- trying people's yeah. patience a little too much at times, I feel they're an in and corporate they don't feel super corporate do they like I would say they're that of- that
2: kind of bridge mm-hmm. between the corporate and the indie side of it like they they manage to straddle mm-hmm. that line extremely well um which you know it's it's hard to achieve yeah well
1: said
4: so after all that positivity <laughs> i the thing is i've been i've been quite negative, but there are a lot of things to respect about little big planet, and when I was a younger man. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the things that uh, the original Little Big Planet had to offer and maybe it's my problem that as I've grown up I've become so cynical and so um... at 23 yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, I'm not that cynical but you know I mean as you grow older you do care what other people think of the things you create and and what you uh, put out there and as an 18-year-old, I didn't care about that stuff, so it was so much easier for me to engage with the tools that Media Molecule provided me. And unfortunately, that that's not the case anymore. That said, you know, there is the aesthetic is really fantastic. The I think I said in the podcast that I feel like uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn kind of. Um, stole their thunder somewhat because I think that game is just visually stunning and this one doesn't quite compare. But the soundtrack to this game is utterly fantastic. Every single track feels like somebody actually thought about constructing this soundtrack they they looked at the art design they looked at the kind of game little big planet is and they picked tracks that were perfect for the tone that they were trying to invoke but unfortunately i'm a huge flat, uh, i'm a huge fan of platformers i love mario i love super meat boy i love rayman i, I love all these different kinds of these really great really well polished platformers and little big planet is not a really great really well polished platformer the jumping is problematic and they try they try to um address that in the sequel by adding all these components that uh distract from the fact that the jumping's not up to you know not up to the standard that we're used to but it's still there and when platforming is kind of the core of your experience that's inexcusable so i'm left i'm left feeling like i really respect little big planet and i really respect media Mo- molecule i just don't love what they've created fair enough uh, i'm glad we
1: did get some comments from uh, from the community who did because obviously you know we were probably expecting based on anecdotes from the last few years of of lots of mentions of floaty platforming and frustrating live systems and things like that. But uh, a couple of people, you know, absolutely adore the game. And I think that's great. I wish I did feel quite as positively as that myself.
3: Well, before you finish off, I just, I'm going to say this now, I'm going to say if there's anybody out there who's listening to this, that wants to play through the campaign or the story mode, um, with me on this. I'm I'm going to I'm going to I want to sit down and do it cooperatively. <laughs> I want to try and play the whole thing. And it might only be if we can get together like an hour a week just to play through a world at a time or whatever, then I'll do it that way. It's fine, you know, but I want to actually, you know, try this. I want to play through the entire story mode in co-op. Um which, you know, ideally with four people, preferably with four.
4: I, I guess as well, yeah. the
3: legacy is, you know, are we all excited about
4: Terraway? I yeah. am, yeah, actually. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, the, the thing is, like, um, I was I was watching again the the well the Sony presentation, you know, earlier at the start of this year, and when Alex Evans came on stage and, and they demoed this sort of, I suppose it was just a tech demo at the time because it's not a name, you don't even know if it'll actually be a game, but fingers crossed. And it was amazing how the audience you know, was so receptive to that sort of demonstration that, you know, the round of applause, which maybe you can say it's, you know, those events, it's it's commonplace, but there was a real buzz about it. And no matter what they do, they just seem to be able to capture this, This, whether it's a nostalgia trip or whether it's just something, you know, creative that just captures people's imaginations. It's just,
1: it's interesting and and, you know, it's good to see. So that has been our Little Big Planet podcast. We may one day do a tearaway podcast. Maybe in the not too distant future, just a year or two. Until next issue, when we'll be discussing Batman Arkham City, it just remains for me, Leon Cox, to thank Tony Atkins, Jay Taylor and Joshua Garrity. Until then, we'll leave you with some more of that fantastic Little Big Planet soundtrack.